Hello, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Good to see you again, Mark. Yeah, same with you, Alan. How's your week been going? It's It's been busy and good and... Um, and a week. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm adding another day in the week because I thought today was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those that don't know, we usually record on Thursday and also release on Thursday. So uh, we try to... Once one is done, we try to get the next one going as soon as possible. Um, but so, so usually we're recording on Thursday, and that gives me a little time to, to edit, you know, so, so we can get things together well. Um, but I know exactly what you mean, Mark. It's just been one of those weeks where you're not quite sure what's, what's going on. Um, <laughs> just, just things kind of appear out of nowhere sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it goes. That that's um, the week. Yeah, I hear yeah, you. But that's that's, I know that's that's pretty typical. We're we're good. We'll just roll through it here. We just yeah, we just keep going. And you know, it's 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 not even like we can say that anything bad is happening because nothing's yeah, bad. It's you know, just you know, it's been a week. I'll tell you something good that happened. I finally broke down and bought a 4K monitor. Ooh, and I'm. Well, and I replaced the the monitor that it replaced was a twenty inch that was I bought back in like twenty eleven or something like that. So, I, if if things keep working, I'm like, oh, I don't uh, I don't think there's really any reason to replace nope, it. But. I'm exactly the same way. In fact, you know, it it wasn't. Uh, I only recently updated my monitor again to a, a high res monitor when my laptop got updated and I didn't have any adapters for the old monitor and the new laptop. <laughs> yeah, but I can't believe I've got uh, a lot more space um, on this on this monitor and things are more you know, crisp and clear. And I'm just like, wow, I don't know. I might, I might replace another monitor. So I have uh, two that are the same now. What, what kind of amazes me about my monitor is I think it is larger and has a higher resolution than anything that I use to watch movies on in the house. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so um, what's, what's new, anything new on the, on the Google side of things? I, well, I haven't checked in lately. Well, yes and no. Okay. So tell me more. Yeah. Um, so in reviewing some, some documentation for, a question that you actually asked me one weekend. Um, I I suddenly went quiet on you, and you got a little concerned when I went yeah, I was quiet like, on you. Are you still there? Right, and <laughs> and it wasn't because I was ignoring your question, and it wasn't because I was you know uh, in trouble or anything. It was because I had discovered another page of documentation that I hadn't seen before, and it was documentation about some new SSML tags that were available for the Google Assistant. And I was really excited because these were tags that had been available for cloud um, for a few months. Mm -hmm. and But they were listed as beta in cloud and we didn't know when they were gonna make it to the Google Assistant. And it turns out they had been brought over and incorporated into the Google Assistant, still listed as beta, but fully supported on, on all of the, the Assistant platforms. Um, and they had, uh, made it in, but hadn't yet been announced. So I got really excited about this because some of these are tags that people have been looking forward to literally for four years. 
All right, so SSML is speech synthesis markup language, and it's a big deal. It's the, the format, the output format for text-to-speech that the major platforms have decided to use. Uh, there's, it's a standard that's been around for quite a while, and um, each of the different platforms have implemented different portions of it and sometimes have augmented different portions yeah. of it. But uh, tell, tell me a little bit about what parts, I have an idea of what they might well, be. So uh, I, think, I think the first big thing to understand is, you know, as you point out, SSML is a standard. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, a W3C standard, and that's the same consortium that puts out the standards for the World Wide Web. So this is something that's, uh, that's out there and is relatively well understood. Um, yep. But like you say, all the platforms implement it slightly differently. Um, and there is a fantastic resource, which you created out there called SSML.guru. And it is a, a fantastic resource for those who are looking to see exactly which SSML features are supported on which platforms. Yeah, so, and it just, uh, just has a page that lists all the different uh, elements and attributes that are in the SSML spec, the 1.0 and the 1.1 spec with links uh, right to the spec that talks about them. And then across the top are some of the different uh, platforms. Um, so, you know, Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa, um, the different uh, platforms. And there's links that you can click on at the top that will take you right to the documentation page for the voice assistant um, for well, what, they're, what they've implemented with SSML. Yep. So, so the big additions this round, there are, are, are broadly speaking, four major additions that they add. Okay. Um, the first and the one that everyone has been begging for for four years is the phoneme tag. All right, tell us about the phoneme because this, this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. So a lot of the SSML work, a lot of the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes basically lets us um, put a word there and it figures out the best way to pronounce that word. Mm -hmm in you know, a various, using various uh, text-to-speech characteristics. That's fantastic. And it works a huge portion of the time. But every so often, you need to pronounce a word, and it has decided to pronounce it a way that, you're, that you didn't want. Right. And we've got a bunch of words that you know, are, are spelled the same but pronounced differently, and it's got to pick one of them. And if you meant the other one, um, you know, you, you sometimes need to do some finagling. So one of the things that we commonly do is we will misspell words to try to get the pronunciation to work a little bit better. Phonemes, however, or using the phoneme tag, let you express what the word is directly using fairly standard phonetic alphabets. So instead of um, trying to map regular words and the letters in them to specific sounds, we just have specific settings for each sound. So since each of the characters maps to a specific sound, you can map out exactly how you want the word to sound, exactly how you want the stresses to be emphasized. Um, there's a variety of things that you can do with phonemes that you just can't do otherwise. So, so before Google Assistant had, because Amazon's had uh, phonemes from the beginning. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and so what, what uh, like other tags or what did you have to do on the Google Assistant side of things before you had phonemes? Suffer. No. Um, 
basically the best that you could do is take a word and just keep fiddling with it. You know, adding extra characters or changing how it's spelled in desperate hopes that you can get it to sound more or less like what you wanted. And, you know, it was difficult. There are times there was just no way that you could get it to, to, you know, put the syllable in the right place. It was, um, it really was tough. Now, now you had the, the, the substitution tag before, right? So you could do, you could do a sub. So like the, the, you could look at the text and the text would say, would show the word correctly, but you would say for this word, I'm going to substitute when I'm saying it, I'm going to substitute what these character list of characters or this string. And you'd have to, you know, you know, T A Y space, you know, different things, try some hyphens, try some, just play around with some different things to try to get, get things um, to sound, you know, different or better. Right. You know, and, and, that's a good way to to make sure that what is shown looks correct, even if you now have to fiddle with the spelling to get it to right. sound almost correct. But it was a poor substitute for for actually just specifying the phonetics behind it. Right. Okay. So um, one of the interesting things and, and about the the phoneme tag is that as part of it, you need to specify what the alphabet you're using is. Right, uh, so, so di- different alphabets, and in different languages have different alphabets too available. Right. Well, you know, because some of them actually have different sounds. There are some sounds mm-hmm. that just aren't represented in some alphabets. So uh, like Alexa, it supports the IPA, which is required actually. It's, uh, the specification says the IPA has to be supported. It also supports uh, XSAMPA or XS-SAMPA. Um, and the big difference between both of those are just which characters get used to represent which audible sounds. Um, one of the other interesting things though, is that if you're trying to use phonemes in Chinese, you can't use IPA or XSAMPA. Okay. In Google, you need to use either Pinyin or Jupin. I shouldn't have tried to pronounce it. To be fair, yeah, J Y U T P I N G. Okay, so all of those are supported. So you've got four alphabets that are supported. Four alphabets the, that are supported. With, yep. With the phoneme. Oh, great. But no. they're only. But two of them are only supported for one particular language. Language. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Now, interestingly, so I think the first place I stumbled across IPA was actually, I think, on Wikipedia. If you go on Wikipedia, a lot of times they'll have uh, words and then they'll have some characters off to the side um, in parentheses that are, that's that's the IPA. So you could, uh, you know, copy that that IPA, uh, paste it in and uh, and just go ahead and work. Have you tried it out on the, um, like the, the test simulator? I know on Alexa, that you can go into the test simulator and instead of after having to actually do the simulation, there's another tab that's, um, you can try out SSML. So you can paste SSML in there and then ha- hear it come back. And I know there's something similar, some sort of a voice tester. There used to be something similar in the old simulator, to, in the old test tool. Yeah. Now I usually go to Google Cloud's SSML page and they have a, a similar entry form there. 
Now, does that support phoneme too now? So you can actually test it out? Okay, if, if you If you have it set for beta, beta SSML tags, which is what they still consider these, uh, it will work. And the reason why it's beta has more to do with some other tags being treated slightly differently and how pauses work with them. And that actually doesn't really apply in the okay. assistant side of things. Um, so that's that's huge. It's a major addition to uh, to the assistant. So you, any idea how long it's been out? But you would think there would be an announcement. This is, like we say, big news. It's big news. It's been there for at least two months. <laughs> oh, man, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so, hey, voice designers and developers out there who may not know and that work with Google Assistant, guess what? Something that you probably waited for for a long time is there. And it's great that it's there. Yes. Um, but what, as I started looking into what else was supported, there's even some better stuff here. Phonemes oh. are fantastic, but there are some other tags that they introduced that are pretty remarkable as well. All right, um, I'm waiting now. So one of the other tags that has been around for a number of years, but not officially documented or supported for the assistant is the voice tag. Oh, I, you know, I remember, I think you went, you found like some article and you linked uh, off I wrote of the article. Guru. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you wrote the article I, and then you linked to the article. There we yeah. go. Basically it was a, there was a, a question on Stack Overflow a few years back and they said, I tried the voice tag and this worked. And I said, oh, that's funny. And I went and tried this attribute and this attribute and this attribute, and they all work. Well, all of those are now officially documented. All right. So tell us about the voice tag. What does that so do? The, normally, when you specify um, the voice in for your assistant, you can specify one of a couple of different voices, depending on what your language is. Okay. In English, for example, there are, I think, uh, three voices that are generally more feminine sounding and three that are more masculine sounding. And of those, um, a total of four use what they call their WaveNet technology, which sounds a little bit better. Okay. So unlike Alexa, which adopts Alexa's voice for your skill, you need to pick a new voice for your action because it needs to be different than the Google Assistant's regular voice. Okay. Officially, when you're recording, you know, you're allowed to have one voice that you choose. Okay. Unofficially, for a few years, you were able to use the voice tag to specify that you wanted a different named voice. And those names would be one of the, again, one of the supported voices that were, were allowed for your language. They've expanded that. So in addition to just specifying the name of the voice, and mind you, these names are, you know, wonderfully descriptive, like en-us-wavenet-a. Really, it just rolls off the tongue. As opposed to like the poly voices on Alexa, where you've got Matthew and Joanna. Right, and... where they've given them some names. You know, Google okay. Google intentionally avoided giving them human names because yep. they're trying to avoid low, overloading that, that characteristic. Okay. So you can still specify it by name, but you can also now use one of three other 
parameters to specify it instead. So you can use name or you can specify a combination of the gender, the language, and what they refer to as a variant. And a variant is just, you know, if you've got two male English voices, do you want to use the first one or the second one? Okay. Gender is male, female, or officially neutral, but I don't know that there are any actual neutral voices that are set up yet. But okay. officially, that's one of the values that you can set. And language is just the standard language code that we're familiar with. So EN-US or ENGB or um, FRFR for, for French, French, you know, for French that they speak in France or FRCA for the French that they speak in Canada. So the interesting part of this, though, is that specifies the voice, what it, what it sounds like. It's a little different than another new tag called lang for language. So what you can also specify is what the contents of the, the what you're trying to say, what language that is. Okay. So what that would then do is kind of let you speak a phrase in a particular language using the same voice that you would be speaking your normal stuff with. So you're looking confused. And this took me a while to sort out myself. Okay. So for example, the word C-H-A-T in English would be pronounced chat. In French, and I apologize now to my high school French teacher, it would be pronounced shot. It also means something different, but that's, you know. Yeah. So they're, but they're pronounced slightly differently depending on your language. So if I told it to say, this is my C-H-A-T, in English, that would come across as, this is my chat. Okay. But if I put the word, if I put language indicating that it's French around the C-H-A-T, it would say, using the same voice, this is my shot. So it would be like an American trying to pronounce a French word. It would come out mostly correctly, but it would sound like the same voice. Whereas if I tagged C-H-A-T with a voice tag specifying the language for F-R-F-R, it would switch to the, vo the, the, the default French voice to say that word. Okay. So it doesn't sound like it's the same person saying it. All right, that, that, that makes sense. It's a little weird, but it makes sense too. So if, if the text that you have is in one language, let's say English, and the voice that you choose you also specify English. It just sounds like an English person saying it. Right. Same thing with a French sentence and a French um, voice, then it would sound like French person saying it. Right. If you were to have English, but then specify that it was a French voice, it would make it sound like it, it was a French person speaking English with, a, with some, some sort of an accent. Yes. Okay. Um, one of the things this would be great for though, is if you're doing a uh, language, you know, if you've got a, an action that is teaching a language, mm -hmm. you kind of want that 
audible distinction when you're switching over to a different language. Kind of like a like a Duolingo, um, right? You know, so you can hear that the voice is is different. Okay. Um, whereas sometimes you just want to designate that the word that's being said is in a different language, but you want to keep using the same voice. So we want it to sound the same as the rest. You know, so if if I was saying, "Well, c'est la vie," you know, yeah. that's something that I would I would say. I would you know use a couple of French phrases in my common language in my my common everyday speech. Yeah. But I want to designate that as French so it uses the correct, correct French pronunciation, but with my own voice. All right. And that's good if you wanted to give your, your voice assistant a personality or if you were doing something and you had multiple parts, you know, different characters. Right. Um, you could switch back and forth and, and give a little bit of uh, more variability or more interest in the interactive story or something. Exactly. Right. So a lot of really good use for, for voice and lang. They're similar, but different. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's really exciting to see these finally be supported. And I should say, one of the things that multivocal currently supports, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I need to expand it to support uh, Lang is it supports voice already. So you can just specify that the response that you wanna give back is being done completely in a particular named voice that you name. So that's, that's one, and it automatically adds all the tags, the relevant tags for you. Okay, that's cool. And just, I guess, for completeness on the Alexa side, they have the voice tag. They do have the ability to do Lang. Um, so you can do that same type of thing with uh, saying it in one language or the other or having it spoken as if you're speaking a foreign language, but in your, you know, yep. your, your I, other language. Yep. Interestingly, so so there were some interesting gotchas though with the voice tags and, and how they differ from Alexa. The first is Alexa doesn't support either the variant or the gender tag. All you can do is specify right. the name. Yep. Which is fine. So if you stick to, you know, they're going to be different names anyway on each platform. So you need to to do some juggling there. Um, but also Google chose a new tag name to specify the language that's part of a voice. It is a language tag. And the specification says that tag should be called languages. The difference being languages allows for multiple languages to be set there. Whereas Google says you can only set one, one language that you're using here. We're not gonna try to pick a language from this list. <laughs> okay, well, that's interesting. So. More on the uh, on the speech markdown where we've got differences and trying to figure out how to represent both differences in a single markdown yeah. tag. Okay. Do you use another example? This is another example I was cooking up to, to test things out before. So with voice, for example, you you know, if you've got your default voice set to an, an American English voice, you could change the lang to uh, uh, English Great Britain and it would start speaking in a great British accent, a UK accent and switch back. Whereas if you set the Lang using the Lang tag to English GB, it would still sound the same because it's still the American accent. You're just pronouncing words the way a Brit might pronounce the words, which for most words is the same. <laughs> So that if that helps frame what these tag, you know, the differences between these tags, that that might help. 
And as always, it's fun just to get in and start playing around and yeah. kind of figure figuring them out and see how um, they apply to your specific situation. Right. And, you know, feel free, it's always great to experiment with that sort of thing. Oh, I've got yeah. a, a skill that, uh, sorry, I have an action that, I keep in a, in a British accent because it just, that, that sounds right. It's yeah. making fun of Shakespeare and that's just the right accent to make fun of Shakespeare. In. <laughs> um, so the, the final update to SSML is the, there is a, a, the tag say as, and one of the interesting things about this is that you can give it a lot of parameters that kind of say, it lets you do things like provide a number and you can say this number as a huge range of stuff. I mean, say as really is overloaded when it comes to, to what it does. Yeah, there numbers. is a lot. You know, so you can handle it. Does it say it as a telephone number? Does it just read out the digits? Does it try to say it as a full number? Does it try to say it as an ordinal number? So, you know, one right. would be said as first. So they've added interpreting it, it as a duration and then specifying the format for that duration. So if you've provided uh, the content as uh, five colon 30 and specified the duration as uh, hours colon minutes, when it saw the 530, it would read that out as five hours and 30 minutes. Okay. Or whatever is appropriate in the language that yeah. you're doing it in. Um, it's a minor thing. But it can be really convenient sometimes when, you know, rather than you trying to format this for all of the languages you want to support. Yeah, I, I found that useful. Yeah, I found that useful with dates. Like if I have yeah. something in a certain date format, but I want to pronounce it a certain way, then then that helps me out. Yep. So again, if you're, it, it's got uses in a couple of particular places, um, but it's not a huge thing until of course you need it. Yeah. So that's all of the major uh, SSML stuff that's, uh, that's available now. Um, really looking forward to seeing what, what people are doing with it. I know there yeah. have been a lot of people out there that have been waiting for this stuff. Yeah, I've asked you about it like from time to time over a number of years saying, hey, is there anything new with SSML yet on the Google Assistant side? So it's, it's good to finally see some progress there. Somebody's thinking about it. There must be some reason uh, somebody added it. Maybe something else needs the feature now and so they've <laughs> added it or uh, they've decided like, hey, wonder what we should do and found a list somewhere of people wanting <laughs> this feature and decided yeah. it, was, well, it was time. This is one of those cases where they're using the Google Cloud uh, SSML support because that's a feature that you can get in Google Cloud. Unlike Amazon, which has Amazon Poly as one product that is separate from the SSML support that's part of Alexa itself. They're yeah. they're close, but they're not identical. Yeah, what it seems like they've done on the Alexa side is they said, okay, we've got Poly and we want to surface Poly for SSML on Alexa. So we will do that on our side of things and surface some certain tags that will allow that to happen as opposed to, it seems like now you've got, um, that, that functionality, because yeah, things aren't exactly the same um, with Polly and the Alexa stuff. But. Right, Google just says, we have this service, we're taking care of the calls to the service for you, but it's the exact same code. Okay. It's the exact same SSML. So 
the assistant side basically needed to wait for the Google Cloud side to implement it before they could adopt it themselves. All right. Well, that's exciting news. I'm glad that we were able to dig into that deeper. And um, you know, anybody out there that's a designer, developer, playing around with SSML, it would be interesting to get your feedback on it and you know, see what you like, or if there wasn't some, was something that wasn't quite how you expected, or just have questions, come talk to us. Yep. Love to hear what you're doing, how you're using SSML in general, and how you're using these tags or what other tags you want. And we'll talk about it another time on Two Voice Devs. Two voice devs. Take care, Alan. You as well, Mark. Have a good week. All right.